This week, let me give you a word of advice. Never bet on Passenger 57. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. Oh, sorry, guys. I was too busy betting on this roulette game. I'm John Rooney. <laughs> Ooh, I bet you bet on red. Oh, buddy. No? Buddy. Is there a red? Do you have a motto? I do. <laughs> we'll get to it later. <laughs> uh, and this week, if you haven't guessed already, we are discussing the 1992 Wesley Snipes thriller Passenger 57. What? <laughs> <laughs> to be that, fair... That is the sound an airplane makes. Yeah, Very good. Right? To be fair, that is a sound that does happen a lot in the film. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of what? And there's also a lot of bink, 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 There's a lot of just like synthesized slap they took, bass. They yeah. took the uh, the temp track for the Seinfeld theme and they just <laughs> said, well, this is free music. Yeah. I wanted to watch a movie in an elevator and this delivers on that experience. There is at least one elevator in this movie. You're right. And we're not going to let it take us down. Ooh. Oh no. Ooh. Let's go. Crazy? Let's get nuts. Let's record this podcast, you guys. <laughs> Till they throw us that, in the truck. That was a Stealth Prince reference, Patrick. <laughs> I see yep, the confusion Prince, on your face. Prince's famous movie, Stealth. Yeah. About <laughs> that big stealth The bomber. only elevator song I know is Aerosmith, so I really had no idea where you guys were going. Boy. Boy and howdy. You yeah. are in for some treats. <laughs> some tasty, tasty elevator treats. So, uh, Passenger 57, from the director of a bunch of episodes of uh, Prison Break, and the star <laughs> and the star of Blade Trinity, the only <laughs> Good Blade uh, comes Passenger 57, uh, the first Wesley Snipes airplane-based action film. Of course, previously we discussed the film Drop Zone, a superior uh, action film yeah. to, to this. Yeah. Uh, this this movie was crippled by its lack of swoop. True. Correct. True. Drop Zone swoopful. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. They call chose that one. to replace Swoop with Tom Sizemore, Ooh. and it was a downgrade and a half. I mean, technically, if we're talking chronologically, someone had the bright idea of trading out Tom Sizemore for Swoop. Oh, that's a good point. But they left uh, Deputy Hawk from Twin Peaks on the table in the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Passenger Fifty Seven begins like all movies do. With a crazy British man getting plastic surgery. Yeah, this is a weird open. <laughs> yeah, he's just a man lying on a table with a, surrounded by doctors, uh, and all we know is his name is Bruce Rain. Uh, while he's being about to be operated on, SWAT teams and FBI cars begin surrounding the plastic surgery high rise. It's a it's yeah, a high rise that's just dedicated to plastic surgery mm-hmm. um, because it's 1992 when plastic surgery was. All the rage. Yeah. Uh, just watch any TV show or movie from that period of time. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's taken advantage of it. Uh, and not- this was the era of the California diet, which was just speed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like uh, all good diets. <laughs> yeah. That's why my, none of my diets work. I'm not using the California diet. Yeah, no. 
You want to eat all the cheeseburgers you can eat, but you have to have the methamphetamines got to go it. with it. Okay, all <laughs> yeah. right. Otherwise, you're just going to pack on the pounds. Yeah, you got to crush it up real good on your uh, avocado toast first oh. thing in the morning. Oh, okay, no. cool. No, that's the San Francisco way. Got it. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, we're going cosmopolitan with this diet <laughs> advice. I thought the San Francisco way was just rice from a box. <laughs> that's the San Francisco treat. That's not when the you've San been, Francisco way. Right. That's only for when you've been a very good boy this week and you deserve a special treat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. good well, boy. not that good a boy because if you were a pretty good boy, you'd have got Zatarans. Oh, yeah. yeah but that's instead, true. you have Rice Aroni. So you were middling. You were middling and you got San Francisco's treat. <laughs> I was middling just like Passenger 57. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we've dedicated so much time talking to it. <laughs> Clearly it made a huge impact on us. So uh, uh, Bruce Rain, uh, the evil terrorist plane blower-upper, is about to get plastic surgery. We find out for the uh, hundredth time, probably, a bunch of FBI guys are like, he's gonna get his face changed. He keeps changing his face, and if we don't get him now, we'll never catch him. What I love is that one FBI agent explains this to the head of the SWAT team as they arrive on the scene, which leads me to believe that he was just, SWAT guys, just come with me. Just trust me. I'll explain later. I'll explain. Yeah, it's no, fine. SWAT guys, what are you doing at three? <laughs> Like, all the SWAT guys got there, and they're like, I thought we were getting ice cream. <laughs> Chief, you tricked us again. Oh, uh, we have to SWAT? This is it was, bullshit. It was Lou's birthday. You said we were going out. <laughs> what I love is that the SWAT team is armed with uh, the tiniest automatic rifles. Yeah. They are straight up adorable. They are. Yeah, it's like someone left their Tech 9 uh, dry clean only, and they threw it in the, the washing machine by mistake. Shouldn't have used that permanent press setting, guys. Yeah, that's true. So the the SWAT team uh, surround the building. Cut to Bruce Rain uh, asking the doctor with the scalpel in hand, what time is it? It turns to noon. And then Bruce Rain, knowing that the, the, the SWAT teams only attack at noon on the dot... Yeah. Uh, immediately jumps yeah, it's, up. It's the, uh, it's the Wyatt Earp rule. Yeah. It's been in effect since the 1800s. <laughs> All shootouts must occur at exactly high noon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't be shooting out in the morning. To be fair, it's not really a shootout so much as it is he slits a guy's throat. And then those police officers open fire, civilians be damned. In an office hallway, they open fire. In an outpatient facility, (laughs) they just open fire. An outpatient skyscraper. (laughs) They open an elevator door, see a guy, and just unload. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the, the plastic surgery skyscraper thing's really getting me. Like, do they just do one kind of plastic surgery on each floor? Like, there's the boob job floor, there's the collagen no, 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 floor. No, no, Mark, Mark, that's stupid and absurd. Obviously, the floors go in ascending order of body parts. You got feet on the ground level. <laughs> got it, okay. And then you got head at the very tippity top. Tippity so top. we go from, like, like fixing hangnails on the bottom and the toe. Sure, yeah. To, like, like, uh, like hair club for men shit at the top. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, oh, of course, okay. there's a Jimmy John's and a Starbucks. On the ground level on both sides. Was there Jimmy John's in 1992? That's a good question. Uh, my guess is going to be no. Also, but as a it's, podcast, probably a, it's probably an Arby's. 
Ooh, it probably is. No, guys, guys, this was the 90s where Hardee's reigned supreme. Ooh, that's also a good point. Mm, I love But Hardee's. it's also West Coast. I feel like it might be a Carl's Jr. Carl, it would that's have true. to be because Hardee's is a regional brand. Anyway, you guys have tuned in to the old yeah. fast food cast. <laughs> in my day, a Roy Rogers would have a way to come up and ask you what you wanted. None of this buffet style off the interstate like they've got today. When I was growing up I'd go to Bob Evans and order me sausage <laughs> on bread, and I was happy with it. Now they got chicken and burgers and hot. There's too many choices. <laughs> I didn't know about a movie unless the Happy Meal told me to buy the toys. If I wanted a good Sunday, I had to go to Friendly's. Although I super miss the Slimer Sundays. Oh, yeah, no, Friendly's is the best. The Sli- Wait, Slimer Sundays? What? What? You've never heard of the Slimer Sundays? And that's, what's Friendly's? What? <laughs> You've never heard of family favorite restaurant Friendly's that specializes in ice cream sundaes? I think we're legally able to murder you. Yeah. Uh, are there Friendly's in fucking the Chicagoland area? No, there's not. No, you don't. we don't have any national change in Chicago, which is great. What? We have so many national Well, there's the Olive Garden out on Irving Park. We have but McDonald's. No, like, yeah, but there's Burger a Burger like, King. This is like Top Bell. Popeyes, Kentucky Fried Those Chicken, are an entire Pizza Hut, Five Guys, Beneath Friendlies. We're talking about your O'Charlies, your Chilies, your yeah. Ruby Tuesdays, we have Chili's your Outback here. Steakhouses. We have Chilies. We have Outback. We Where have Ruby Tuesdays. They? There's a Chilies in downtown. Uh, oh. Siri, 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 find the nearest Chilies now. All, Does all anyone listeners, have an iPhone? All listeners, please write in and give us the address of the nearest Hardee's <laughs> to you. Siri, where's the nearest Chili's? Here's what I found. This works great in audio format. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Then you heard it. It's Where on two. It? It's, it's on, on Tui Avenue. Tui and what though? Because uh, Tui runs. All I don't the way know. Up I've got like a, it, it wants me to press button. Oh, God damn it! It's by a Best it, Buy and a Chuck E. Cheese. Did you give it your location? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Chuck E. Cheese over there too. That's another national chain. That is a national chain. We have Dairy Queen. That's national. But that's, well, that's a, fast food, right? Friendlies is like the the low rent Dairy Queen. Yeah, but you sit down. It's yeah. a wait table kind of so restaurant. So it's Culver's. Right. We have Culver's I've here too. I've never been to a Culver's. They're all over the suburbs. What the hell is a Culver's? Culver's is like I think a Wisconsin chain, and they're known for their they do frozen custard Ooh. and butter burgers. Butter burgers? It's a burger that's finished with butter when they Ooh. like fry it, cook it. Well, they're really good. That's fancy. Yeah, and they they also do uh, ch- fried cheese curds. They would have Those to Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, that's they're, a law. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, Passenger Fifty Seven. Uh, <laughs> the credits roll, and that's the end of the movie, right? That's yeah, it. Basically, much. if if aliens came down and they wanted to, and they said, you know, like guys, we've been intercepting a lot of your transmissions, but they've been degrading. We know there's a thing called a movie. We're very interested to learn more about it. I'd say, all right, let's calibrate your taste. Yeah. Let's show you Passenger 57, which is right smack dab in the middle of quality. Right. It's not good nor bad. It's the neutral of movies. Exactly. (laughs) Then we'll go from there in either direction. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruce uh, Bruce Rain escapes uh, from the cops and FBI by just shoving randos out of the way. He does. Uh, gets out onto the street again, just shoving randos. He's being chased by cars. He is outrunning cars on the street yeah. with no shoes on, None. wearing scrubs. 
eventually, he gets hit by a car, which causes across the street a truck to tip over, carrying a bunch of like Culligan Man water. Yeah, like jugs office water cooler water jugs that explode all over him, all and over that's. Him. That's what finally stops him. Guys, yeah. because he realizes with all of the water coolers in the area taken out of commission, over what will he discuss who shot JR? True. That was like 10 years before this. Yeah, He's like not five. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. like 87. He waits for the series to finish and then he binges it all. <laughs> He's not there yet. John, you couldn't do that in 1992. Yes, you had to buy it VHS, an episode of the time. Each tape costs you $90. <laughs> I remember once, way back in the early 90s when you know this was a thing, going to uh, Suncoast Video... At oh, the yeah. Spring Hill Mall. I was just going to say something Coast. And my mom wanted to buy a copy of the Richard Dreyfus film Once Around. Uh, <laughs> like came into Suncoast <laughs> with that specific yes, goal in mind. specifically because it had just come out on VHS. <laughs> and it was like $120. Yeah. And the craziest part was she bought it. Yeah. Well, I remember going into, a, to do back then. going into a Suncoast video and coveting those long boxes of Dragon Ball Z episodes. Oh, yeah. Where it would be like the first half of a season, but it'd be like 20 goddamn tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same feeling except for the long Star Treks. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. when they had like all six of these. Uh, uh, those long long Star Treks, those were called movies. Yeah. <laughs> there it were six though. of them, and then they did four more with the next gen crew. Yeah. Uh, now your William Shatner has been replaced by a Chris Pine. No, your William Shatner has been replaced by a crazy William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> He's had some interesting things to say on Twitter lately. <laughs> oh, nice. No, no, not nice. No? no. Turns out William Shatner's kind of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, that's yeah. tough. I'll have uh, to look up William Shatner Twitter later. Oh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of misandry. <laughs> misandry? Yep. Uh, you got to understand that uh, middle-aged white men are the most discriminated against group because you're not allowed, you're allowed to say anything you want. There's no taboo word for them. Okay, first of all, John, I think it's pretty sad that you think that William Shatner's middle-aged. Yeah. William Shatner left middle-aged about so 40 years ago. What are you talking middle- about? He's got that full head of real actual hair <laughs> that and a had, belly full of muscle. That he's had since in 1972. Yeah. Ooh, when boy. he got it from one of the horses he raised. I don't think that guy yeah, was middle-aged. Yeah, as a gift for doing such a good job of raising horses. <laughs> in the movies, I don't think he was middle-aged anymore. <laughs> Well, that's what I love about Star Trek V in particular, is when the movie is trying real hard, no, 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 guys, 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 they're still in their 30s. This is a kick-butt action crew of young people. Yeah. You can just, like, smell, no. like, the Ben Gay coming off the film. No, to their credit, though, uh, Michelle Nichols's legs in that opening sequence still look great. Buddy, buddy, I hate to break it to you, those were stunt legs. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I refuse to believe it. No, John. <laughs> I'll look this up later. Yeah, just get closer to the mic when you scream. That's <laughs> So, Passenger 57 is a movie we watched. Bruce Rain is finally captured because a bunch of water is dumped on him. Cut to Wesley Snipes walking around on a plane with a gun. He takes a, a woman hostage, a, 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 a flight, a flight attendant, attendant, and uh, she then stomps his foot, 
tries to disarm him. Everyone goes, yay! And they clap, and we pan out to see uh, that it is like a training facility for airplane safety. Yeah. Uh, And then he admonishes her for not taking his instructions. And she's like, I was just improving on your plan. And he was like, Yeah, she was like, I was here to save some lives. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no! And he's really upset. And then Tom Sizemore comes over and he's like, you shouldn't be that upset. Hey, let me bring up your dead wife real quick. Yeah. She reminds me of Lisa. You know, your dead wife that died in your arms. <laughs> I'm going to continue to bring up your dead wife for the remainder of the movie. Thanks, Tom Sizemore. I'm Tom Sizemore, star of Red Planet. <laughs> so, Tom Sizemore uh, tries to convince Wesley Snipes, who plays John Cutter, uh, and then Tom Sizemore plays Sly Del Vecchio, a uh, great movie name, uh, yeah. tries to convince John Cutter to come work for him at uh, Atlantic International Airlines to be their new like head of security, uh, like their vice president of like anti-terrorism security. Uh, he is reluctant. And walks away. He then uh, goes home and uh, has... Shirtless meditation. Yeah, he meditates, he punches a speed bag, and then he punches a punching bag, and he has a montage about how he remembers that his... Ah, uh, not a montage, not a mon- flashback. flashback. Yeah. Now, this is... They just is... squeeze it all together so it's almost like a montage together. Right, because he moves from, like, punching little bits to, like, straight up just, like... Giant swooping kicks. Yeah. This is essentially the training montage from the first Daredevil movie, but minus the Evanescence music. Oh. Correct, yes. And frankly, that does take a little away from it. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wake me up! <laughs> Put me down! <laughs> Save me! Uh, do you guys remember when that song was everywhere? Boy, do I. <laughs> yeah, man, of course. Finally, heavy metal music that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, somebody from the Renaissance Fair got an electric instrument. <laughs> And he is probably finally putting her backing uh, band to good use. <laughs> so, so uh, Wesley Snipes' John Cutter has a flashback to the night that his wife, Lisa, was brutally murdered during a, a robbery gone wrong at a convenience store. Uh, and this causes him to punch and sweat harder. And then the next day to get into his sweet Corvette. Sweet Corvette. Uh, to go accept the job as the new vice president of security at Atlantic International And Airlines. boy, is there some bouncy, funky music. Yeah, again, yeah. there's a whole lot of like... Like synthesized yeah. Yeah. slappy bass. Like, Bootsy Collins would be very upset to hear this, because it's sure. clearly not a real bass. <laughs> now, this was also kind of the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 90s, where for some reason, like, Miami was the L.A. of America. Yeah, back when Miami was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever Back Miami before was. it got all that shitty vice in it. Yeah, well, slightly after, technically. Sure. <laughs> But who's counting? <laughs> Years. Years uh, I was thinking of the, the Colin Farrell vehicle, Miami Vice. Oh, shit, I forgot that existed. Remember? No. It was like Bad Boys no. 3, basically. No, John, oh, I'm Colin refusing Farrell. to remember this movie. And what's even crazier about that shit. is that it was done by Michael Mann, who created the original Miami, Miami Vice. Vice. What's even crazier is I said... Colin Farrell twice without ever mistakenly saying Colin Firth. <laughs> what? John, you guys did it. check the tape. Get yeah. this man an award. John, I'd, on behalf of the 
Colin Farrell Appreciation Society <laughs> of Chicago Northside Chapter. Northside uh, Chapter. I would like to present you with this full-size bust of Colin Farrell's penis as seen <laughs> in his sex tape that was illegally leaked to the internet about Whoa. 10 years ago. You know what's fucked up, though, it's, is now Colin... I didn't watch that either, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Colin Farrell is now doing, like, period drama pieces, and Colin Firth is a goddamn action star. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is bizarre as fuck. Well, let's face it, they weren't that great at their old jobs. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'll go to bat for some of Colin Firth. Yeah. <laughs> some of And I'll he go was... to bat for some of Colin Farrell. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I just recently watched Re- Minority Report. Minority Report. He's pretty good in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget when uh, uh, Al Pacino tries to Kurt Vonnegut him to death. Oh, in The Recruit? Yeah, where they're going to get the Ice Nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what a He's got a great thinker. wig and phone booth. <laughs> Boy, does he. With those gorgeous bangs. I will say, though, that uh, his bullseye was, like, the only thing that I liked about Daredevil. Yeah, because he's the only person who was like, oh, this is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what Stanley Kubrick did to that kid in The Shining where he didn't tell him it was a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, right? Just no one told Colin, Fer- uh, Colin Farrell that this was a comic book movie. <laughs> That also explains how Ben Affleck was broken after that movie, because clearly they did what he did to Shelley Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, just psychologically like broke just him down. Done. <laughs> oh, um, poor Shelley Duvall. I feel so bad for her. I mean, kind of poor Ben Affleck in a lot of ways too. Like every time he plays a superhero, it's his favorite superhero, and it's the worst movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be anti Midas touch, right? On superheroes, yeah. Meanwhile, Christian Bale, who could not give less of a fuck about Batman and all his bullshit, <laughs> gets to be in two really good Batman movies. Despite being a kind of shitty Batman. Right. So Passenger 57 <laughs> is the movie we watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, at this point, uh, he takes the job from uh, Del Vecchio and Bruce Greenwood, kind of slumming it in this movie, with a gr- but it has great hair, great flow. Yeah, flow. he's got straight, full-on Patrick Bateman hair. Yeah. But, like, pre-Patrick Bateman. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, pre... Yeah, uh, Christian Bale had not been born yet. No, he would have... Because he would have... When the hell was Psycho? What? The 60s. No, not Psycho. <laughs> American Psycho. Oh, got it. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, the Gus Van Sant. Yeah, the Van yeah. Z- The, 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 the uh, what's his name? Vince Vaughn one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 90s. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> the one where they decided, you know what? Psycho is a pretty perfect movie, except for two things. It's not in color, and at no point does the main character masturbate. <laughs> Let us rectify this, toot sweet. You just know Gus Van Zant was like in the editing room, was like, uh, I'm going to need to get a, just, just a little bit more uh, dick slap noise. Can we get some more? Well, I think the technical term is fapping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Is, fapping. That, is yeah. that the sound? Can, yeah, we, can we 10% the, the onomatopoeia? No, that's, that's the Foley term. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. You know Foley artists yeah. totally call that fapping. All the key grips now. <laughs> <laughs> guys, And guys. do the best boys. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, we watched Passenger 57, <laughs> and I think it's obvious that we just didn't give a shit. Because, again, it is a movie of so little consequence. <laughs> Not like the usual earth-shattering. 
movies that we watch. Not like world, not like world breakers. Like we have prided ourselves on only selecting epoch movies. Yeah, right. yeah absolutely. Only uh, the most pivotal action movies. All of them are stored in the epoch center in Disney. <laughs> the epoch center. The epoch. Yeah, it's it's a perfect circle so that if there's any flooding or hurricanes, it'll just float instead of getting damaged, <laughs> thus preserving all the most important movies. Nice. <laughs> movies, oh, movies like Green Lantern, <laughs> Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> the Library of Congress subscribes to our podcast, and every time we're done with an episode, they get that movie and etch it onto golden data tapes yeah, that are definitely. then stored in the Library of Congress, which is then shrunk down and put into the Epoch Center. <laughs> Whoops. Oh my god! It's the perfect security system, you guys. No one can sneak in and steal them. Are you telling me that the Library of Congress is basically the bottle city of Candor? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, saying that they have access to shrinking technology. They're not aliens, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dumb. Okay, so... Passenger 57, everybody. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Wesley Snipes' John Cutter uh, gets on a plane to go to Los Angeles. He's going to fly out there to uh, uh, begin his job as the vice president of uh, AIA. Uh, also on the plane is uh, Bruce Rain, who's being transferred. Uh, he's gonna, he, he, There's a scene where he gets like talks to his lawyer, and his lawyer's like... You're gonna go to L.A. because they have the death penalty there. You're crazy. And then he beats up his lawyer, and he's like, repeat after me, Charles Rain is not insane. And you think that's gonna be, like, his catchphrase throughout the movie? Like, he'd say it through, like, a bunch of <laughs> yeah. times. It's like, like his baba booey. Yeah, and then, and, like, because it really sets him off, and the guy calls him crazy. At no point for the remainder of the film, all 84 minutes of it, does he... Well, you see, Mark, he was tired of his lawyer's lowbrow accent and was trying to make a bet that right. he could make his lawyer pass in high society, but he had to get through his enunciation exercises. Yeah. Charles Rain is not insane. 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 And then the lawyer was all like, well, I don't know what you mean, Charles Rain. <laughs> no, Charles crazy Rain. Mate. I? <laughs> That's it. He just slams his face on a table a couple times. Because yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing better for enunciation than breaking some teeth. <laughs> right? Yeah, you gotta reset the bones, make them sound right. <laughs> so, uh, they get on this plane. Uh, the first thing we notice about this plane is that, oh, it the has sassy... wheels and, and, and wings. <laughs> the... There are seats for sitting and pilots for piloting. So, it's a real life plane, you guys. <laughs> it goes up in the air like a, like a choo choo in the sky. God damn it. <laughs> Also, it's as big as a hotel. Like, <laughs> it's it the is. biggest goddamn plane. It's practically the space shuttle. Yeah, this was back when plane tickets cost like $2,000. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely like a... It's like a 747 8 another 747. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Uh, the first thing we notice before we... Uh, when we get on the plane is that 
Del Vecchio, Tom Sizemore, told Cutter, hey, they got a surprise on the plane for you. And what is the surprise? Oh, the sassy flight attendant from his instructor thing at the beginning is the flight attendant on this plane. But don't care about her because the other flight attendant is Elizabeth Hurley. And she spends the next ten minutes of the movie aggressively flirting <laughs> with every humanoid that she comes across. And several inanimate objects. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now she's all about trays and glasses and seatbacks. Yeah, she flirts with Marty, the uh, flight attendant, our hero flight attendant. She flirts with a, a, a little boy. She flirts with a little boy. She flirts with the prisoner, Rain. She flirts with the French guy. Yeah, she's flirting all over the place. Flirting all over town. Uh, there's a little scene on the planet as it's getting ready to go. Uh, there's like a little boy, and he looks over at Charles Rain, the little boy, like, gives him the little finger guns, and Rain plays along, and he's like, ooh! And then the kid's like, ha and he tries to do it again. And then this time, Rain looks over at him and gives him the double guns and shoots him, and the kid freaks out because he's got handcuffs on. Uh, and it's just like, why would you do that, kid? Yeah, why are you shooting people on planes? Yeah! Yeah, where's your mother? Right next, next to him. him. <laughs> Letting him shoot people on planes. Yeah. Man. Holding back political jokes because I know they'll get edited out. Hey. I don't usually edit out political shit. He's training for the CPD, y'all. <laughs> I was going to say, like, as guys in Chicago, isn't it nice to watch a movie where the LAPD was like the height of po- police incompetence <laughs> yeah. and brutality? Yeah, to be, to be fair, the Louisiana police, the movie movie goes out of its way to be like, what a bunch of shitheads. Like shit. yeah. They do not open fire on a single unarmed suspect right. the entire course of the movie. <laughs> oh, what a dream utopia, this Reagan's America. Yeah. Miami was the best. People didn't get shot by the cops. So, they, the plane takes off. Uh, there's just a little bit of business between Cutter and Marty. He's like, I don't like flying. I'm not comfortable on planes. And she's, give me an aspirin. And she's like, I don't want to talk to you because you yell at me before. And he's like, I just want someone to check in on me. And she's like, whatever. And like a bunch, guys, nothing happens in this <laughs> No, no, no. Because then they bring up the old lady to sit next to Wesley Snipes to keep him to oh, keep that's him company. Right. And she and, thinks he's Arsenio. And she thinks he's Arsenio Hall. Which is a bunch of really great insensitive jokes. I yeah. loved all of them. She's straight up. She's straight up. She's a literal whoops at him. Yeah, yeah she's whoop, 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 the literal racist grandma. Yeah, but she's very pleased about how he told off Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> so then the terrorists. Uh, uh, we find uh, what happens is. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, the well, they're they're, ta- they're taking the dinner orders for the right. flight yeah. uh, on actual printed menus. Guys, flying in the nineties seems amazing. Yeah, there's champagne that gets uncorked. There's a choice between steak or chicken. Yeah. Well, to be fair, when your plane is just the Titanic with wings, <laughs> you obviously have room for, like, a nine-star kitchen. It That's is probably true. nicer. Uh, we don't see in steerage where all of the poor Irish immigrants got tickets. <laughs> They're doing nothing but making Bechamel sauces. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, it's a white gravy, but that's the no, French no, no, word. no. You what was what did you call it? Bechamel. It's bechamel. What? Yeah, it's French. What? Yeah. No. What do you call what do you call the yellow sauce they put on eggs Benedict? Hollandaise. Okay, that's yeah, that's all right. Okay, so you care enough to pronounce that one right, but not <laughs> but not bechamel. Well, Hollandaise is one I've heard before. 
Bechamel is one I've only ever read. <laughs> the fact that you call it a white gravy. Yeah, it's white gravy. No, it it's pissed not. me off so much when I learned that it's white gravy. It's, it's white, white gravy. gravy. It's white gravy. It's not white gravy. It it's is milk, a, butter, and flour. It is a mother sauce. <laughs> the whole point Made of milk, butter, and flour. Yes. Yes. That's the base sauce that you build other sauces right. off of. Right, and you put sausage in it, and then you put it over biscuits. Right, okay, when you add the sausage, it becomes... Gravy. No, it was gravy the whole no. time, man. You're a it monster. was gravy the whole time. That's it. Welcome to my new <laughs> podcast, Gravy Fight. <laughs> Guys, well, to be fair, in Patrick's defense, when you take it out of the skillet, it does remove its rubber mass <laughs> to <laughs> reveal gravy. that it was gravy the whole oh, time. Yeah. It was trying to lower the property value so that it could buy up all the real estate. <laughs> but then all those sausage crumbles got together and put together a sweet breakdance routine and saved the gravy. <laughs> Should we continue talking about this movie? Does it matter? Technically, maybe. North Korea has nukes now. <laughs> Why bother? No, no. If no. we do not explain the threadbare plot of Passage of 87, we've then only, the Koreans have won. We've only got like four more points to hit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, the, the plane, labor the plane, to get there. The plane takes off. Yes. The plane gets taken over. By Elizabeth The plane Hurley. lands. The plane goes back <laughs> up again, and then the movie's over. Yeah. Well, it lands technically a third time. No, second time. No, the, the, the rest of the movie takes place in some <laughs> in strange <laughs> sky world. I think it's Cloud City. So, yeah, so uh, Elizabeth Hurley begins the takeover of the plane by bringing over the steak that the prisoner was allowed to order. Which, it, it comes in that beautiful silver serving tray. Right. Oh, that yeah. is some white glove service, you guys. Yeah. But inside that white serving tray is like a Walther PPK with a silencer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she and shoots I, the FBI. And so it's got a silencer so as not to agitate the other passengers. It is very, very considerate of But them. here's what I will say about this movie. This is the only movie I think I've ever seen where a gun with a silencer is treated like a real-life gun with a silencer, where it's still loud as shit, just not as loud as a regular gun would be. The sure. big question on that, though, is why put a silencer on a gun in a plane? It's not like you're going to disguise where the shot came from. True. Also, <laughs> it probably made it harder to fit under the tray. Right. Yeah. By extending so. the gun by six inches. <laughs> they just really didn't need want people to see the muzzle flare. True. Yeah. 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 So anyways, she shoots the two cops, and immediately, all of a sudden, like... Deputy Hawk from, uh, from uh, Twin, Peaks. Twin Peaks shows up, and he's a bad guy. You knew he was a bad guy because he had slick back hair and one blue earring. And so. a French name. His name is like Forget. His like name Forget. is Forget, but she says Mr. Forget, and he says, Forget is French, madame. Yeah, but Just not, like that. Not quite as nice. Yeah, and then she says, well, something, something, monsieur. That's great in French. <laughs> Mais non. Becamel. <laughs> Je suis Napoleon Madison. I am not a doctor. <laughs> the one thing I can confidently say in French. Nice. Guys, we've done this bit before. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go back into the here's all the French words I know. Yeah, the, oh, Mr. Well. I lived in Toronto. I took four years of French in high school before I even stepped foot in Canada. Whoa. <laughs> a lot of French in high school. Yeah, man. 
two of those years were AP French. What were you going to do with all that French as an adult? Nothing. I took it by force. <laughs> I wanted to take Latin. It wasn't available during the period I had open. I was given French without a choice. Boy. I continued doing it because I was lazy and didn't know how to drop a class. Nice. I didn't feel like walking all the way down to the dean's office. <laughs> I'm going to need a hall pass for this. I guess I'll just get a passing grade. Nah, I got a D. <laughs> but it was an AP class, so it counted as a C. That's right. Hooray, American education Fuck system. Yeah, weighted grade points. Mm. So, the plane is now taken over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes' John Cutter is in the shitter. Uh, well, he's in the back of the plane, like, just dicking around, but he ducks into the shitter. Uh, and then he tries to make a... He tries to pull a diehard... You know, he keeps, like, popping out, looking where the, the guys are. He gets his credit card out and sticks it into one of those old credit card phones that they'd have on planes where you could make a phone call from the sky with a credit card. And then he, like, grabs it, and then a guy sees him. Then he noisily beats the shit, shit out, out of this of guy. guy. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Which and nobody then, notices. And then when he's done, tells him to be quiet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Calm it down, buddy. Just because right. I've been pounding your face against a bunch of linoleum. <laughs> So then he takes him hostage, Rain's got a hostage, then like he blows some dude's fucking head off named Douglas, and then they, eventually Wesley Snipes escapes somehow by kicking a guy maybe, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, he somehow, oh no, he grabs a hero flight attendant. Marty, right. And they go back into the galley and they take that little elevator down. Yeah, and they take the elevator down to the kitchen area. Uh Uh-oh, let's go. Yeah. They get crazy. They get nuts. Not goddammit, John, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to talk about this thing called Passenger 57. <laughs> Electric movie, Passenger 57. It lasted forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you there's something else. Real recommendations on the other side of the DVD. <laughs> Of better movies. So better movies like Batman 88, Batman 97, True Romance. Yeah. So when you look up that DVD called Passenger 57. <laughs> you know the one. Instead of asking him, what movie should I watch? Ask him, should I watch Batman 97? <laughs> and if that DVD movie tries to take you down, go crazy. Put, Put your hands up. It's uh, punch a higher floor. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Passenger 57, a movie we totally watched and aren't just recapping a Wikipedia entry. It does It does kind of feel like the teacher called on us and we didn't do the reading. Yeah, we totally watched this movie. And it wasn't like we watched it a week ago and we're just no. kind of recollecting it. We literally finished watching the movie, started recording. Passenger 57. Oh, The other 56 passengers I don't think really got their due. But really, when you have a 57th passenger, who could ever look away? (laughs) Well, thanks for that, John. Uh, Uh, There's going to be so many red check marks on this. (laughs) That means good, right? Sure, sure, buddy. Once again, the American educational system... (laughs) In 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 progress. Who knows? Whatever. 
God Words. damn it, guys! <laughs> guys, this is what happened in this movie. Like, no, no, no now they're in steerage. Yeah, so now they're in steerage. And then there's like the bald, there's the the poor man's Michael Ironside, the, <laughs> right? The homeless man's Michael Ironside, <laughs> and and he's about to get Michael's bronze side. But he plays it off. He's like, no, no, I'm just the cook. And the flight attendant's like, no, no, we pay a guy down here to just cook. He's probably the cook, and I don't fucking meet these people. And Wesley Snipes kind of lets him go, and then he pulls out a knife. Well, because he, he asked for, I need a screwdriver or a knife or something. Yeah. And then he's like, you're going to do as Mr. Rain says. Which, instead of saying, I got a knife, right here! Yeah! Then there's a, a really drawn out fight, but it's not really a fight. It's more just this guy kind of swinging a knife towards Wesley Snipes. And Wesley Snipes kicking the shit out of this bald yeah, man. he kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, then he takes his knife, he kicks the shit out of him, puts him into the, the elevator. Uh, and then they go and he... Uh, Empties the fuel from the plane. Hey, empties the fuel. Which is very, it looks very easy to do. There is a one thin red wire that you disconnect, and that dumps all the fuel, I guess. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Well, all the fuel on a plane runs through a small tube. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to flood the engine. No, right. obviously not, because the plane doesn't have a choke nozzle. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a jet ski. <laughs> obviously, it's just a jet plane. Yeah. It's a jet blue. I'm leaving on this jet plane. When will you be back again? I don't know. Oh no! Oof. When they, God damn it, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when they get you Rocky Mountain High? I guess. God damn this movie. <laughs> God damn it for just not like even Cyborg, which was garbage. We had things to talk about. <laughs> we still spent more time talking. How do we talk about this movie? He fucking lands this plane. They all get off. A bunch of racist Louisiana cops show up. And they're all just like, I'm going to beat up this guy because he says he came off this plane. Oh, let's face facts. They're like, I'm going to beat up this guy because he's black. Yeah. Now, at this point, yeah, they've landed the plane in, like, an old Louisiana, like, private, like, it's it's an airport not equipped for commercial it's aircraft. It's literally a mom-and-pop airport. Right. Mom-and-pop run it. We and see both makes, mom and pop. Yeah. yeah, and she makes the special coffee. With yeah. the buffering. Yeah, with buffering in it. Yes. <laughs> with the buffering in it. So, yeah, the, no, it's clearly plane, a crop duster airport. The plane lands, they catch the bad guy, it feels like the movie's kind of done. Right. Yeah, well, the bad guy runs away and they actually catch to him. To a carnival! They catch him. Guys, a, we gotta talk about this carnival. Yeah, they catch him in a state fair. It all has to take place yes. in a state fair. And this, I mean, this fair. is a state, a county state fair. This is a fair that's got uh, a lot going on. Chickens. It's got old Pepsi from the old Pepsi logos. It's got Ferris uh, wheel. Bud Dry. Bud Dry. What the hell was Bud Dry? Bud was Dry. Was it low calorie? Uh, I think so. But I think it had like a higher alcohol content. Oh, I think it, I think it was hoppier. Yeah, maybe. Hmm, okay. Because that was all around the time we also had Bud Ice. Oh, Bud Ice. And that was the time that we had, and all of a sudden there was the Bud Bowl, that thing that happened yeah, in the yeah. middle of the Super Bowl, Good where animated bowl. bottles of Bud would fight each other. Guys, I miss, uh, I, I really miss Super Bowl halftime counter-programming so bad. That was when <laughs> MTV would have all the Celebrity Deathmatch. Butt- Before that, they would have new Beavis and Butthead shorts, oh. the Butt Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, Celebrity Deathmatch. And then I think MST3K was doing stuff on Comedy Central in that time. They were doing, like, uh, movie trailer, uh, like, goof-em-ups. Yeah. But now we just get... Well, because everyone's watching it time-displaced and DVR'd with your Snapchats and your Netflix. 
Yeah. I thought he was talking about Passenger 57. Oh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anything anymore, So they catch him at the state fair, and they're all like, well, we got you now, weird guy. And he's like, no, because if you don't put me back on the plane, everybody's going to start killing people. <laughs> and you may be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. Did he tell the people to start killing people if he got caught? How would they know? There's no cell phones. There's no semaphore. There's no smoke signals. There's several plot holes. Really, here's the big question of this movie. How the fuck does Rain know anything that's ever going to happen to him. Because he has a crew of incredibly resourceful and dedicated <laughs> goons. He does have the best stooges. Like, yeah, holy and, and, shit, these guys. As if to, to, to prove that point, when they get into the fair to make their escape, Baldy uh, runs off and kind of like, he like takes over a fucking ambulance yeah. uh, and leaves. Nerdy McNerderson, who looks like a mix of Bruce McCulloch and Mark McKinney from the Kids in the Hall... Also, uh, remarkably like, like me in middle school. Oh, wow. I had those glasses, that beer gut, oddly, and those shitty, ill-fitting khakis. Nice! Yeah. Uh, he uh, apparently is their long-range sniper guy, because Wesley Snipes immediately jumps onto a moving Ferris wheel, then he gets shot at by Nerdy McNerderson. The carny running the Ferris wheel is like, the guns! And stops. <laughs> yeah. The Ferris wheel runs away. Nerdy McNerderson looks at the controls of the Ferris wheel and is like, oh! Yeah. There's two buttons. I don't know which one's right. And instead just decides to try and climb the Ferris wheel. He gets up to where Wesley Snipes was. Oh no, his seat is empty. Wesley Snipes... Kicks him off the Ferris kicks wheel. Him off he the Ferris falls wheel. like 500 feet or whatever and dies. Yeah. He dies ass straight in the yeah, air. Yeah, that's the yeah. best part is he's like clumped forward so that his butt is sticking up on the ground. It's amazing. Yeah, well, he's he's uh, uh, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Soups. Yeah. Glasses broken. Meanwhile, they do capture Rain finally. Uh, the the good old boy cops. Uh, the FBI has showed up some point at this time and told them that Cutter is a good guy. We're introduced to a brand new character that we're supposed to feel a lot of empathy like for. Like 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't recall him being given a name. I don't think he but is. But he does. He's got it. He's the FBI like director He's of the FBI area. guy. Yeah. So then they go back and they're like, we have to put Rain back on the plane. And then he's like, I'll tell him personally. Cutter goes in to tell him personally. And then Rain's like, hey, we have a, we're a, we're a, I expected more out of you. And he's like, man, shut up. And they just like, yeah, it verbally, they verbally spar. What I love yeah. is that Rain treats it like, ah, my old adversary, this game of cat and mouse. It, no, he kicked a bunch of people that are in your employ. <laughs> you landed the plane. Then you had a run through affair. Also, yeah. we totally skipped the best part of the movie, the only good part of the movie, which was uh, when they got off the plane initially, he makes one call on the airplane phone upstairs to Rain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. And he says, and, he, and they verbally spar a little bit, and at one point he says to Rain, Do you ever play roulette in the casino? Rain responds, From time to time. 40 foot zoom in <laughs> with, right yeah, his, with full on law and order dun 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 yeah, it's like Sam Raimi strapped a camera to a battering ram yeah. and drove it straight into the action <laughs> we get the immortal line always bet on black because you see it's a pun yeah cause he's talking about roulette which right. has black spaces right. on the wheel 
But also, he's black. Yeah. Guys, I just realized uh, roulette has black, red, and green. That table is just a minefield of racism. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You wouldn't want... I mean, if you bet on green, first, that's a bad bet. There's only one green. There's only one green. But, like, it's due. It hasn't been up in a while. Right? That's, that's not how it works. Sure it is. No. That no. green's hot no. right now, you guys. No. Come on. <laughs> Put it all on green, that, Mister damn it, Casino. That's not how probabilities work. Every time you spin the wheel, green only has one shot. No, no, no. It's got a one in fifty chance, which means every fifty times no, it lands no, on green. No, no, I've no, counted. God. We've damn been it. here for forty-eight spins. It's not else. It's pick. black. Oh. Yep. Should have been on black. Wesley Snipes. Why didn't I <laughs> heed your call? <laughs> So, yeah. So now at this point, they put Rain back on. And they got this big plan. They're going to get him on the plane, fire tear gas into the plane. They're going to use a sniper to shoot him as soon as the plane door opens to take him out immediately. Yeah. Then the FBI is going to charge in with tear gas and shotguns. Yeah. Which shotguns seems like the worst idea in close quarters combat with civilians and collateral damage. Uh, You don't want to miss anybody, Yeah. Instead, Rain gets to the top of the stairs when they take the shot. Oh no, he shoots the FBI guys instead because Baldy, who stole the ambulance, now has a s- killed the two snipers. Killed the two snipers, took their sniper rifle, and started sniping. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, escaping? But that's the kind of dedication yeah, that this guy... Thing. Like, if I were working for a criminal enterprise and I was pretty sure we were sunk, I think I'd bail. Yeah. Right. And instead, so now Wesley Snipes, like, runs onto the plane. It starts to take... Well, it starts to take off. They leave. He has good old boy sheriff drive. The stair him. car explodes. Yes. Yeah. The stair <laughs> car explodes. Sorry, the bloofs. And he gets the <laughs> shitty good old boy cop uh, to drive him up to the plane. Meanwhile, like under the plane, so he can grab the landing yeah. gear. Yeah, also, meanwhile, for like the last hour of the film, Tom Sizemore has had his own like weird side project where he's just getting from Miami to wherever the plane is, right. and just like like being like. I don't know what to do. Every so often we check in with Tom Sizemore and he either is having motion sickness on the helicopter or is utterly confused about what his actions need to be. Yeah. Wesley Snipes uh, does a pretty cool stunt where he jumps off of the uh, uh, cop car onto the wheel of the now flying plane where he loses the good old boy's wife's or wife's or mom's gun or his wife's Wife's gun. His wife's gun, yeah. Uh, It just uh, immediately he's giving it to him. He goes, that's my wife's gun and he immediately loses it. Immediately loses it, yeah. Uh, The wheel goes back up into the plane and now we get the final sort of thing. Uh, We get uh, Snipes versus Hawk. (laughs) Defert versus Forget. 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 Uh, They (laughs) fight for a little bit. It's mostly just a bunch of like Trading haymakers. Well, and, yeah. a, and a lot of impressive high kicks in very tight jeans. Yes. Yeah. Snipes is all over it with the footwork. Yeah. Well, and like, also, I gotta say this it's Louisiana. It's clearly like summertime. Yeah, it's, because, it's at least fair season. Right. And he's wearing the entire movie tight jeans, a black uh, uh, turtleneck, a long sleeve blue button up shirt, and a big old leather jacket. Well, here's the thing: never breaks a sweat. You know that the the tight jeans and the turtleneck are really just really tight because they're being pressed out by all of the gold bond powder oh, that's sure. keeping that man dry. Got it. Otherwise, there's no way he's doing what he's doing. Okay, he'd be debilitated by swamp ass. Got it. Okay. <laughs> 
I didn't realize that was a potentially debilitating condition. Well, yeah, that's Have why you never had it. <laughs> that's why Gold Bond slogan: uh, "Avoid the swamp ass." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buddy, I can't. I can't make it across the parking lot without swamp with swamp ass. Yeah, that's it's, it's awful, rough. Patrick. That, awful. I think there's something wrong with you. No, swamp ass is killer. Don't you Hot. remember those PSAs from about swamp ass? <laughs> they come on right after the mesotheliomas. Swamp ass, the silent killer. Yeah. Little Timmy's getting ready for his date. He's put on deodorant, hairspray, and deloused. Unfortunately, there's one thing he didn't prepare for. It's August and humid. He's putting on three layers of underwear for her pleasure. But wouldn't you know it, as soon as he steps foot out into that hot, moist air, Introducing Gold Bond Powder. Medicated. It's a little late for Timmy. But it's not too late for you. Hi, I'm David Hasselhoff. <laughs> gold Bond Swamp Ass Powder. That guy definitely used a ton of Gold Bond. Isn't that right, Kit? Shut up, Michael. <laughs> uh, so anyways... Uh, yeah, they hated each other behind the scenes. <laughs> they must have. Because one of them is a well-respected stage actor and the other one's Hasselhoff. Hey, that guy's a great German pop singer. <laughs> David, would you stop riding me? But it says in the script, I mean stop giving me notes on my performance. Also, get off my shoulders. <laughs> I'm Mr. Feeney, goddammit. I did not come to America for this treatment. I was here for a better life. <laughs> My war-torn country promised me freedom upon these golden shores. <laughs> I will say this, what I love about Knight Rider, because it is, it's, it's, uh, it's Mr. Feeney. It's the voice yeah. of Mr. Feeney. And nice. The guy, From the Boy Meets world. Yeah. The fact that, that Kit... The Night Industries 2000 uh, has the voice of like an upper crust Connecticut guy. Yeah, it's sure. hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I can't wait for the like special edition Blu-ray set to come out where they have all the temp tracks of like, "Hey, it's me, Night Rider. Let's go on an adventure, David." Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> All of my wheels are stock. <laughs> stock. Yeah. Stock. Yeah, yeah. The classic dice clay slant rhyme. <laughs> well, because it was a TV show, he couldn't yeah, say couldn't his say regular things. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck? Fuck? Well? It's what? hickory dickory duck. Suck my fucking cock. <laughs> that was the rhyme. What are you doing, Patrick? What are you doing with your life? Don't worry, guys. To be fair, Patrick is the guy who told me don't go see Gallagher because he smashes cantaloupe. <laughs> so he does. No, he smashes watermelon. And Everyone other knows that. He oh, smashes wait. watermelon and your 2017 sense of social justice. <laughs> Whoa! Just like William Shatner. <laughs> and Good time. And Gallagher probably get along real well. Is there a Jesus. Gallagher Twitter feed I have to look up now? Uh, no, just listen to him post-1999 and just the racist garbage whoa, whoa. that no, tumbles John, out John, of his dumb John. mouth. Why would I do that? I mean, you make a good point. <laughs> so... The movie ends pretty much with Wesley Snipes and Bruce Payne having a uh, Bruce Rain. Rain. Yeah, 
having like a also a, isn't it Charles Charles Rain? You're right. Ga- no, guys, I think it's Bruce, like Bruce Payne is the actor. Charles <laughs> Rain is the character. Is the character. Yes. Wow, we've probably been saying that wrong yeah. the entire. I think the movie. only time we got it right was Charles Rain is not insane. Yeah. There's a wow. mnemonic device. His real to remember name is it. Bruce Payne. Yeah. There's a mnemonic device to remember which is which. It's like Charles Rain on your wedding day. <laughs> it's like a free actor <laughs> that you've already paid. God damn it. It's like a Bruce Payne when you... When when all you need is a knife! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. That's all gun violence. So for whatever reason, Charles Rain, aside from being like the world's greatest like plane hijacker and blower upper of things, is also also like an accomplished martial artist. Because him and Wesley Snipes have a kick fight all throughout a tiny plane. Uh, literally jumping, sta- like walking over chairs, kicking the shit out of each other. To- they're firing guns all over the place. Uh, uh, One of the guns shoots out a window and uh, depressurizes the cabin. Yeah, and it sucks out the glass and then eventually sucks off the door. Yeah, and then uh, Rain and Snipes are finally in their final confrontation. Snipes kicks him in the balls like four times and yeah. then kicks him in the face and that sends Charles Rain plummeting to the ground to his death. We assume we never see a body. True, true. <laughs> because they were just setting it up for passenger 58. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Uh, Charles Payne just arrived on his motorcycle. He is upset. <laughs> I wish you would stop conflating me with the character I played on passenger 57. Repeat after me. Bruce Payne is, is not, not Charles, Charles Rain. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie ends with uh, the plane again landing. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Marty, the hero uh, uh, flight attendant, go off. They just start walking off in the, away. In the Louisiana night. <laughs> Tom man. Sizemore like runs up. He's like, "What? What's going on?" He's like, "Let's get out of here. Where do you want to go? Anywhere but here." It's like you could have said anything. Yeah. Anything would have been better than that. I would have. I've almost would have preferred if it had been like to knock boots, <laughs> like some shitty '90s like misogynist thing. Would have been better than just. <laughs> but as they're walking away, uh, Sizemore's just like, "What about the reporters? Ah, you handle it." I don't know how to deal with reporters, which seems to be his job. Yeah, I was about to say, what other job does he have? (laughs) Then he takes credit for all of Wesley Snipes kicking and punching. Yep. Then uh, it cuts back to uh, Snipes and hero flight attendant. And uh, good old boy, chief of police, drives up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, do you see my wife's gun? And he's like, no. Credits. (laughs) credit. Uh, fireworks at the state fair. Yeah, oh, right. credits. We do get to watch the Ferris wheel and the fireworks throughout the credits. <laughs> that's true. The fi- the, the, that's true. The fair was not evacuated after all the automatic gunfire went down. People Although, were just like, man, it's Louisiana. Right. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Gator probably got loose. Remember, they Someone got... Someone did some voodoo or something. They got back in the plane and started flying away again, so this is a different fair. No, it's not. It's the same fair. I think it's the same fair. 
Yeah, you guys are probably right. They probably just turned the plane around. You guys think they got 311 to play the state fair? Oh, so one wonders if they should have never landed on the shitty landing strip. Why yeah. did after they got him out of the plane and it was time to for real land the plane sans terrorists, did they didn't pick like a real airport? Sure. You you make an interesting point. That's not again, again, there's two there's a lot of questions this movie could leave you with that are better left unanswered. I've got a question. What song is over the end credits? It's a smooth jazz version of How High by Stevie Wonder. It's a Norman Brown singing How High. Yeah, a song about getting high has nothing to do with planes, but goddammit, it's on Mojazz Records, it's so you know Mo it's jazz. good. You know and that's the end of Passenger 57, a movie that I'm still not convinced we actually watched. <laughs> we'll be right back with Bullet Points. Bullet Points! And we're back with our very first bullet point, body count. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of this movie is? I think it's like seven? Eight? Seven. I'm going to go seven. All right. John, what do you think the body count is? Patrick, you're out of your goddamn mind. It's clearly 57. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Well. I'm going to win this one. (laughs) Once again, playing by Price is Right rules. Patrick, you are the winner. John went over. The body count is 19. <laughs> Whoa, 19? Uh, there's quite a few goons that get killed. Plus all those passengers a that get shot. A lot of passengers get shot. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so 19. Still, pretty low body count yeah. for an action movie. Does not bode well for that last bullet point. I'm going to say that right <laughs> now. Moving on to our next bullet point, best kill. John, what do you think that best kill is? Uh, this is going to be the weird Mark McKinley kill, where he, yeah, Mark McKinley, uh, son of President McKinley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I love that guy. He survived into our times. Uh, but no, this is the the buffoon who climbs up the oh. Ferris wheel, uh, gets himself kicked off, and then not only does he have a great scream, which is not a Wilhelm scream, but it's like very, very close. It's like the public domain Wilhelm scream. <laughs> the Billhelm scream. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he's got a great screen, uh, a great scream, a great splat sound effect, and then a great close up of just the most uh, embarrassing corpse I think we have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, he's in a very submissive position. It's almost like he died, and then as a goof, the FBI agents just, like, rearranged his body to look real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's a small dog, and a larger dog has approached him, and so he's gotten down on the ground and, like, raised his his behind, like, to, to submit. For some sniffing. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's just down. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably on the deleted scenes. Yeah. Patrick... Best kill. I'm gonna go with the killing of the world's best stooge, who <laughs> we refer to only as Baldy. Uh, he he's the poor man's Michael Ironside, <laughs> right. Michael Copperside. <laughs> <laughs> After having totally destroyed their plan, he's trying to get away on the roof, and Wesley Snipes shoots him from like 150 yards away with a pistol. But because Wesley Snipes is so mad, that pistol bullet blows his whole chest open. <laughs> A goddamn slug from a shotgun. His whole, like, his entire torso is covered in squibs (laughs) for this one pistol shot. So I gotta say, solid squib work in this movie. Yeah, it is pretty good. Squib work's really good. Excellent squibbery. 
<laughs> it's squibtastic, says the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Mark, best kill. Guys, my best kill is probably the most tragic of kills in this movie. It really uh, kind of brought me to my emotional core. Uh, rocked me hard. Uh, like it, a hurricane. Yeah, it did. Here you are. And it rocked me. Like, like a, a hurricane. hurricane. Yeah. You really it should. had me singing the winds of change. You John. really should listen to that album with the Cleveland Pops. Uh, I'm not familiar. No, no, no. It's great. Okay. The Scorpions and the Cleveland Pops. It's like S and M, except it's S and C P. Don't say C P. Don't ever it's say C P. The Cleveland Pops. Okay, but don't say C P. Well, it's, it's like, technically it's not. I mean, S and M is Symphony and Metallica, so technically it, it would be C P and and the Scorpions. CP and the guys, Scorpions! Oh. <laughs> guys, that's my disco band name. CP and the Scorpions. All I know Great. is. We just started a whole other fucking Pizzagate thing here. <laughs> people are gonna tell us. People, now they're gonna. The alt right's gonna come after our podcast. Do you hear him? He said CP like 50 times. Guys. They must have a child fucking slavery ring in their basement our podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's pump the brakes and remember the wise words of the Drew Carey Show theme song for season three onward Cleveland, Cleveland Pops. Cleveland Pops. <laughs> Cleveland Pops. Yeah. Living in sin with a safety pin. Singing Sing Cleveland, Cleveland Pops. My Cleveland best kill. Pops. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like some fucking like 1970s coked out producer. No, no, Cleveland stays in the picture. That town pops. <laughs> My best kill. <laughs> My best kill is definitely the... Uh, the horse on the merry-go-round they get <laughs> face blown off yeah. by Charles Rain. Uh, it's and, it, and clearly this horse is made out of <laughs> both wood and ceramic yeah. because it explodes, sending shards of glass and splinters of wood <laughs> flying hundreds of yards in both directions, as if the gun he has shoots miniature C4 charges <laughs> that explode on impact. That yeah. poor horse. And that weird shootout that feels like it's an homage to the lady from Shanghai <laughs> ending. Yes. Where they have a shootout in a hall of mirrors. Yeah. Except it's just on a merry-go-round and is not very exciting. No. It ends with the slowest possible shot of Wesley Snipes like falling off of it onto rain. Yeah. yeah. It was real sad. We missed all of that before. I hope you stuck around to hear that. Otherwise, it wouldn't make him. sense. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Next bullet point. War crimes. War crimes. Patrick, tell me about some war crimes. I want to say everybody and thing that Elizabeth Hurley tried to have sex with. That That's just the war crime. And if I may say everybody... Yeah. No. Rock your body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody, rock your body right. Okay? A lot of you youngsters out there have been rocking your body all wrong. Am I... Am I in a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> you are in a hell of your own making. <laughs> what have I done? This Faustian bargain has finally come home to oh. roost. Oh, my life. <laughs> oh. So, Elizabeth Hurley <laughs> yeah. flirting 
with things that that's your war, war crime. crime in a movie that involves the hijacking of an international flight. It didn't disturb me <laughs> as much as her forwardness. <laughs> It's real weird when she calls the little boy a handsome, <laughs> handsome young, young man, man and then touches him. Yeah. John Warcraft. <laughs> I'm going to say the comment section of this very podcast. <laughs> oh, John, that's hilarious. You assume there's a comment section. <laughs> the only comments we get on SoundCloud are bots that go, Hey, your music track, episode 54, is great. And we want to put it on our fucking bot website. Do you well, not, no, no, do no, not no. publish this on bot websites? Here's, here's how people leave messages. They write it down on a little sticky note and put it on their computer monitor right underneath the title of our uh, podcast. Uh, oh, okay. So sticky note comment section. Yeah. yeah. I should probably start reading all those post-its. Uh, they've just been piling up. Uh, I thought honest, my computer was growing a post-it beard. <laughs> and, oh, man. Like for the summer. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just trying out a new look. Yeah. It's Reasonable. got a few weeks off of work. It just wants it's, to get yeah, a little crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's to be fair, it's his revenge beard. Yeah, no. Sure. He just he was just had a rough breakup, and, like, the computer, he's not doing well. Clippy goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just went from uh, Safari to Chrome, and so, Ooh. like, yeah. I mean, you gotta, it takes a minute to get used to the upgrade. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> war crimes. Mark, what is your war crime for the movie? Uh, I'm just going to pick an actual thing that happened in the movie what? and not, uh, <laughs> and go with, yeah, the hijacking of an international flight. <laughs> you heard them in the beginning. They're like the dime a dozen. There were 27 in the last year alone. Uh, except the Israelis. Except Nobody the Israelis. fucks the, the Israelis. It's they true. make sure to point out. They, it's true. Uh, but yes, no, uh, just the actual like hijacking and potential exploding of a plane. Uh, the murder of two FBI officers, uh, probably close. Uh, at least Maybe. four FBI officers are shot down in the course yeah. of this movie. You just get oh, some and the new use FBI of, guys. That's true, and also the use of uh, military grade like sniper weapons that's to murder people. Do you think that the reason in Die Hard the two FBI agents are Johnson and Johnson is because they had run out of FBI <laughs> agents? They were the only two left. No, I thought that they were just the heirs to the Johnson & Johnson fortune sure. who had jobs as FBI guys. Yeah, well, you know, they're, 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 their parents didn't want them to be spoiled trust fund kids. They wanted to get a real job so they could get a working man's perspective so they on the got world. a job at the FBI. Yeah, yeah. And true, <laughs> plus they spent a lot of that movie peddling their No More Tears shampoo. So, true, true. you know, there's that. True. All I can remember is that fucking heavy metal song from the 90s. <laughs> the Aussie song? Yeah. No More Tears. Why the fuck didn't they ever get on that sweet, sweet synergy deal? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Guys, Uh, guys, you know what goes great together? Babies (laughs) and Black Sabbath. (laughs) But it wasn't even Black Sabbath. It was was Ozzy Solo. It was just Ozzy Solo. Yeah. And this was was after he had done his, like, hair metal thing, where he put on, like, 50 pounds of hair uh, and dyed it blonde and, like, teased it out. And it was back to being, like, creepy Ozzy. And so, like, now he's wearing a lot more eye makeup and stuff like that. He lost all vocal range. Yes. (laughs) And just began, all the songs he sang were just the guitar lines. (laughs) He just sang in melody with the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good old Ozzy. Anyways, moving on to our next bullet point, 
We're almost there, guys. <laughs> Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? I mean, it's a movie. Patrick, is this an action movie? I mean, it has the things that an action movie is supposed to have in them, except for action. I think it's a real philosophical question, because what you're really asking is, uh, is sugar, eggs, and butter a cake? And I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's all the ingredients. It could be it almost is it has the potential for cake sure yeah but the potential goes unrealized until they're combined if i ordered a cake and someone just brought me eggs butter sugar and flour i'd be very angry right but i also couldn't argue that they didn't have the ability to make me a cake sure make me a cake as big as you can I'm entering the William Shatner <laughs> talk rock phase of my career. I don't career. know what's happening right oh, now. Man. We're just I'm now I'm just one cake. I'm now going, I'm just hungry. I'm gonna go no, it's not a it's not an action Okay, movie. great. I am also uh, uh going to say no, it's not an action movie. Uh you know what? No. I gotta say yes. Because I gotta stay uh, I have to stay on uh 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 consistent with my previous selves. On this podcast, yes, I don't know if you guys know this, but every time we do this podcast, I just a new version of me appears. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. the prestige, like in the prestige, <laughs> and then that version is just locked in a box and thrown into a pit somewhere. <laughs> uh, so I have to be consistent with the other uh, like thirty something versions of me. This is an action movie. If I was gonna, say, if I said Cyborg is an action movie, <laughs> which I did, I had to say this is an action movie. It is a bad action movie. It's a boring action movie. It is a eh movie. Uh, it's no drop zone, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I do have to say it is an action movie, though. Yikes! John, final review of Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> Patrick, final review of Passenger Fifty Seven. <sighs> Mark, final review of Passenger Fifty Seven. All right, well, that does it. All right. <laughs> uh, that's it for Body Counts and Beer. We will see you next time. I am Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am John, Passenger 58. You're the sequel to Passenger 57. Shh. You are the prophecy. <laughs> it's finally come true. Oh, man. Now we just need to get that Kevin guy to direct a movie. <laughs> Scott or Bullets? Kevin What's Hooks. his last name? Hooks. <laughs> Kevin Hooks. Hooks. He directed a lot of episodes of Prison Break. Uh, he's also an actor of some kind. What? <laughs> I went on his Wikipedia page, and under, like, director work, it just lists the episodes of Prison Break and does not make mention of Passenger 57. <laughs> so take that for what you will. Wow. Bye. <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick the Relic Bromley. John, Devil in a Blue Dress Rooney, and Mark, Heart and Souls Rosenbaum. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. And now, a very special promo for Season 2 of one of my favorite podcasts, Spiel Chicago.
Coming up on season two of Spiel Chicago, a conversation with some of the city's young transgender actors about their trans experience. You know, for me, transitioning wasn't transitioning from one gender to the other gender. It was transitioning to myself. I thought that I had to hate my body in order to be trans. And that's not the case. About auditioning as a non-binary person. If you go into an audition, if it's with someone you don't know, how are they going to respond to this? about the intersection of being transgender and being an actor. I feel so much of this business is like, be yourself, be yourself. But like, how can I be myself when I don't feel like there's a space that's been carved out? I finally accepted that I wanted to transition. And I thought that that also meant accepting that I was going to be completely uncastable for about a year and a half. About what compels them as artists. I knew that I was an actor before I realized that I had a race or a gender. We also talk about activism and the kinds of changes they'd like to see in the Chicago theater scene. Stop doing so much Shakespeare. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. No. I love Shakespeare. And the first time that I played a role as my gender, it was in a Shakespeare play. My middle I, name is I'm, from Shakespeare. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. I'm just, I, I feel you though. I feel you. I can respect. I'm kidding, I'm I disagree, kidding, but kidding. I respect. Yeah, this ahead. is where I disagree within the trans community. You can hear the rest of this episode with special guest host Avi Roquet, as well as dozens of other inspiring interviews with Chicago theater artists by subscribing to Spiel Chicago on iTunes. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. See you at the theater.